Oh, that's tremendous. Oh, it's beautiful. Too big, too strong, too good. Oh, it's intercepted. Sensational. Hello and welcome to this World Rugby podcast from the fourth round of the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series and round two of the Women's Series here in Sydney. Australia hosted the combined men's and women's tournament with Australia's women playing on home soil for the first time since they won Olympic gold in Rio. But it didn't go to plan for Sharni Williams' side. They were beaten in the semi-final by Canada, who then went on to beat USA in the final. A sweet victory for Canada's Jen Kish, who returned from injury in time for Sydney. Pretty special. Um, you know, these girls make it really easy to come back, and it was a 12-person effort, and I'm super proud of them, and I'm super proud of our captain, Ghislaine. I mean, she led on and off the field, and I couldn't be happy, uh, happier to follow her. It was a great, great tournament. You can expect uh, greater things from us. Um, we keep building and we have a really strong bench and at any point in time anyone can come on and make an impact and I think that's what we are wanting is a 12-person effort and now we have it and now we just got to continue to pride ourselves on our defense and capitalize on our offense and we should be winning many more tournaments. Canadian coach John Tate now hopes his side can go on to bigger and better things this season. Yeah, we like to be. We, we have that expectation of ourselves that we should be. Uh, we should be in the mix. Um, but again, it's a tough series, and you know it's a long season now. So we just gotta just prepare and see how see how things go in each tournament. It's gonna be a tough draw for the next one already. After the final whistle on Saturday, World Rugby commentators Sean Maloney and former England captain Sue Day looked back on the second round of the women's series. Brilliant final. Not the final we expected at all, was it? We the, the form book said it was going to be. Australia, New Zealand, but USA and Canada really pulled it out of the bag in the semi-finals and gave us a great final as well. What about USA? They really found the rhythm under Richie Walker. Incredible to turn it around from 11th place in Dubai to second place here in a really good performance in the final. And you've really got to hand it to them. The leadership, the mental strength to pick yourself up off the floor after that, really impressed. Really impressed with Alev Kelter as captain and the other, the other leaders in the squad like Kelly Griffin. Shawnee, on the flip side of it, it was a bad day for Australia. It was arguably the worst I've seen them play in, uh, in well over a year. They just weren't sticking. The passes were missing the mark. It was so uncharacteristic of, uh, of what we've come to love from them across the last year. I don't know what you put it down to. Uh, Mel Robinson suggested it might be the pressure of playing in front of your home crowd. I don't know if that was it. They were just off, and so that just happens in sevens. That's the way sevens rolls from time to time. Over it goes to Sanatla. Sanatla steps. Onto the men's, and after a grueling day in the 38 degree Sydney heat on Sunday, it all boiled down to South Africa versus England in the final. With the try. Champions for the third time this season, South Africa raised the trophy at the Sydney Sevens with a comprehensive 29 14 win over England. But bittersweet for player of the final, Ciabello Sanatla leaves now for Super Rugby. Yeah, it's incredible. I think we've been dreaming about, when I say we, I mean me and Kwak have been dreaming about this moment for quite a while. Um, dreams do come true at the end. Uh, so we're quite chuffed about that. This is the perfect setting uh, and the perfect way to leave the system. Uh, it has given so much to us. Uh, I think this is a gesture from, from us to them. Are you going to miss it? Way too much. This is incredible. It doesn't get better than Sevens Rugby, man. I love the atmosphere. I like how the guys get together from different teams as well. It's, it's really a very festive feeling and a very close family if I must say all together with other teams. It's not like 15s where you stay at one hotel, I stay at one hotel. It's like big enemy uh, and big rivals uh, type of setup and then you clash with the weekend and then your friends after. I think 
we're friends during the whole week. We talk to each other the whole week, and when we get to the field, uh, we actually give out the best of each other, and that's what we want as so, an athlete. So when you guys sit down at breakfast in the mornings, you know, even you might take each other on later in the evening, you still have a handshake and a, totally, and a bite totally. together. We, we we chill around all the time. Like today, before we played uh, the quarterfinal against USA, I had a chat with Colin, and we were just chatting. Uh, because he felt like um, nothing was getting together for him. So chatting, I was trying to cheer him up as well. And mind you, I was about to play against him. So it's, it's that type of brotherly feeling, you know. Uh, the fact that you want to see the other guy doing better and the fact that we're challenging each other when you're on the field. It, it, it all matters when you're on the field, really, to challenge each other. That's why I love the game so much. You, you can never be high enough or good enough. There's always someone that's going to beat you. There's always someone that's going to challenge you. Um, so that's what we love. We, we grow that way. Coach Neil Powell was happy with the day two performance and winning the double tournaments of Wellington and Sydney. Yeah, definitely. I think especially after losing against England in a pool game, uh, for the guys to come out and, and beat England in this way was, was great. And I think last season as well, we played in four finals, only won one of the four. So it's important for us to get that strike rate when we get into the finals. We need to go that extra, extra step to, to make it all the way. Let's talk about Ciabello for a minute. You lose him to Super Rugby after today. He's player of the final. He's on the dream team. He's had a fantastic tournament. Yes, Ciabello is a special player and a key, key player for us. Um, we'll definitely miss him, but I think it's, it's, a, it's the right thing for him to go into the 15s and see if he can make it in the 15s as well. And then also Quagga Smith is the same guy. It's also a guy that we will lose after this tournament. And uh, um, it is great to send those two boys off to, to the 15s with a double win. And um, we'll definitely follow the, their 15s career closely. Hopefully they can put that Springbok 15s jersey over their heads as well. Before you left for Wellington, could you ever have imagined winning both in Wellington and here in Sydney? No, definitely not. I must say I was a bit worried after yesterday. Um, I think the guys' performance and the effort they put in yesterday's match is not, not good enough and not the standard that we were looking for. But um, they came out this morning in that first game and they made a massive step up. And every single time when they got it back to the field, it just seems like they clicked and they got their momentum towards the final and they, and they played really well in the final. Looking back on the fourth round of the men's series, commentator Tony Johnson said Australia's men stepped up at the weekend. Well, they had massive disruptions over this particular part of the series. And I think a lot of credit's got to go to their coach, Andy Friend, who's cobbled this group together. And I, I thought it was wonderful for the tournament that they made the semi-finals. Richly deserved. They played really well. I think towards the end, I think the strain told the like. Stannard just had an absolutely fantastic tournament. One of the players of the tournament. But he was out on his feet towards the end. And they got dusted up a little bit by New Zealand. But I, I think that was great for the tournament. Augur's well too. That he's got a bunch. He's got a group that he can work with. Uh, he is, he's a great guy, Andy Friend. And, and I, I wish him well with this team. Um, your own guys, New Zealand, finishing third. But what a quarterfinal between New Zealand and Fiji earlier in the day. Yeah, in a way, it was the final. I think they, they played their best in that. I mean, you know, credit to England. They were the better team. They deserved to win the semi-final, no question. But New Zealand, to beat Fiji like that, uh, an outstanding performance. I mean, it was almost back to that... Um, stubborn refusal to lose that's been a bit of a hallmark of New Zealand teams over the years. I think the good thing for New Zealand is that you're starting to see the new coaching group uh, make their mark on the team. They've made a few subtle changes. I like the fact they've brought in a couple of new players. Uh, impressed with Trail Joas. I think he's a player that can go a long way with this team. Um, and, and also some of the old stages, the, the likes of DJ Forbes, Tim Mickelson. So I, I think, you know, in the end, to finish up 
Uh, with the bronze, I think that's a good effort from New Zealand. EHL ambassador and former England captain Rob Vickerman said South Africa are the team to beat, but England can be happy with their performance in Sydney. It's bounce back ability, isn't it? The famous phrase, but they've come back from not performing well last week. A whole series of long conversations, hard conversations with each other, and they really came out and fronted up. I thought there was a bit of a patch against Kenya where they looked very, very tired, but I guess that happens in 38 degree temperatures. And they really acquitted themselves well in the final, but ultimately there was just simply too much firepower in this South African team. Their tactics were absolutely on point. And just chatting with a few of the England players there, just saying that they did not stick to their game plan. As soon as you go off your game plan against a very structured South African team, you've got little of no chances which we saw. What stood out for you this weekend at the Sydney Sevens? Uh, a couple of moments I think in terms of impact it's nice to see Russia turn over a couple of big teams that's always good for them finishing top of the Champions Trophy I think it really rings true across the board that it's a really competitive series this year uh, that was a real plus for me I love seeing Wales beat Fiji whilst I don't like to see Fiji lose I do like to see other nations really get amongst it and show again that there is competitiveness across the board so that was good and ultimately what a good final you know it really was I thought the two form teams um, sadly couldn't be as competitive as we hoped it would be and certainly the Fijian support here is something like I have not seen before so that was great. Oh, that's tremendous. The series moves on to Las Vegas now with the third round of the HSBC World Rugby Women's 7 Series and the fifth round of the Men's Series taking place at the Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas on the 3rd to the 5th of March. Remember you can follow all the action by downloading the HSBC 7 Series app or go to worldrugby.org for more.